Alabama Pipe and Supply and Judy's Place, where Wednesday is always Cobbler Day. And we ate lunch today, and when we were walking out the door, we realized that nobody had served us Cobbler, so we got shorted today. Maybe next week, Grant will come with us on the spring break, and he can help us out. Let's bring in the young man that's truck series champion at Pensacola Mobile. Back in the truck this weekend at Mobile International Speedway, our buddy Grant Thompson. Grant, how you doing, bud? I'm doing good, Mr. Tommy. How you doing? Well, I mean, I'm I'm thinking about your last six months, and y'all have gone from not racing to maybe racing a truck every now and then to racing a truck and having a full-time ride at Pensacola in the late model. Your whole world's changed. It has, it, it has tremendously, Tommy, and it's a, it's a really good thing, in my opinion. <laughs> we, uh, we didn't do a whole lot of racing last year due to some finance, uh, financial issues, but uh, we found us an awesome sponsor. I want to thank all the guys at Rogers Dad Chevrolet Performance for helping us out this year, and uh, we decided to go truck racing again. I uh, really never thought I'd be back in a truck after all the success we've had previously with Kurt Britt and with Bubba Gale in the past. And uh, we decided we wanted to go truck racing again. And uh, as my good buddy Kenny Wallace always says, race if you can afford. So that's what we're doing this year. And uh, to add on to that uh, incredible announcement, I've also been doing some pro amp model stuff with uh, William Wombles Motorsports and the Double Double Zero. Um, I'm excited to, uh, we already had that season kicked off. We had a, a race this past weekend at Pensacola, which didn't go too long for us. We had a really good race going, but ended up having some mechanical issues. But, uh, Tommy, I definitely say that I'm, uh, I'm enjoying this a lot better than not racing at all. So it's definitely a blast for sure. Let's talk. Let's talk about the pro late model deal last last weekend. You had a great, you had a top ten qualifying effort, and the race started out good. And the way I, y'all broke a shock mount or something. I'm not too sure what happened. I, uh, we qualified seventh out of 21 cars, and I was very, very shocked because I've never raced a series in my life, and I haven't raced a pro car in, I want to say, five or six months. So I was very shocked that we were able to do that. And I had a good feeling about it going into the race. We had a really good handling car. And uh, we got into the race probably 40, 45 laps in. I was up to fifth, and uh, I just... Like, in a snap of an instance, I just all of a sudden getting super free off the corner, and I really didn't know what was going on. I didn't know if we just had too much stagger in the car or something in the rear end was going wrong, but uh, we ended up falling back a lot, and uh, we ended up smacking the wall one time off of turn four, and that kind of ended our night. And uh, I'm not really sure what happened. We're going to try to see uh, what happened necessarily. Uh, I'm, I'm very upset about that but it is what it is you have highs and lows and uh i think if we would have kept going and if the car would have been handled like it was on that five we probably could have brought home a top five finish possibly even a top three so that was uh it, it was disappointing but uh, we learned a lot as a team and uh, i'm looking forward to the next race well you know it's it's one of those things and um you guys uh, for the first time really uh, you showed a lot of speed in a pro late model, and it looked like you guys had it going on your way. Uh, speaking of the pro late model, William Wombles is the car owner of that. 
everybody that's raced a little bit knows about William, but he's certainly been a big figure in short track racing for a really long time. Absolutely, and uh, that, that's really something unique behind this whole program is, you know, William's the car owner, and everybody knows William from he ran super light models back in his prime time, and, uh, you know, over this last year or two, my dad and uh, William started Proactive Motorsports, and I thought that's kind of what led to this deal. William bought a Fury car, and uh, he, he's like, great, hop in it and see what you can do, and uh, we hired one of the best crew chiefs in the country, in my opinion. We had Randy Armstrong helping us. So we're, I, I think we're doing really well from what's going on. Rand, uh, Randy knows a lot, and so does William. And uh, I want to thank William for the opportunity to do it. He's, uh, he's helping us out a lot with that. And uh, I, I think that we, uh, we have some future success in the books, and I, I can't wait to see how that goes. It's an awesome deal. Let's talk about Mobile International Speedway this weekend. You're returning your former Truck Series champ there, new truck. You guys ought to be set for stun. Yeah, I, I feel really, really good about it. When we first got the truck, we went and practiced about a week or two after we bought it, and uh, the truck it showed some speed. Plus, we've raced it a few times at Pensacola. We actually picked up the win the first race of the season at Pensacola, and uh, I, I think we have a pretty good team. I want to thank my dad for you know always helping me, but I, I think we're going to have a pretty good ch- a shot at the win. But uh, you never know what happens. I know there's uh, some rumors around some drivers that are coming back to trucks, and uh, I'm, I'm excited to, uh, you know, rub some paint up or bump some doors and uh, hopefully try to bring home a win. I've always loved Mobile. I raced there a few times last year in our Pro Life model and the Outlaw, so uh, I'm uh, excited to get back to the racetrack. All right, bud. Music means I got to go. Look forward to seeing you this weekend, and good luck. Thank you, Tommy. I very much appreciate it. Grant Thompson, back to the trucks. They they were incredibly strong a couple weeks ago at Pensacola, and I expect them to be strong again on Saturday night as MIS makes race number two. When we come back, we're going to go classic car shopping with Pete Vicari of Vicari Auctions right here on WNSP part of the sound of Mobile. This is Inside Alabama Racing on 105.5 FM and streaming live on WNSP.com. Out of the caution and full speed ahead, here's Tommy Prater. Welcome back to Inside Alabama Racing. I'm Tommy Prater. Thank you for joining us this evening. What a great show we've got lined up. Grant Thompson's already been in. MIS Truck Series champ back in action this weekend, as is MIS. In just a few minutes, Pete Vicari from Vicari Auctions. We're going to talk some classic cars. And a little bit later, Caden Honeycutt, who has been in the Truck Series all year long, is making his first Xfinity start this weekend at Richmond. We'll talk to him about that. Hadn't been all that long ago. He was at Mobile driving a truck around MIS. Every week, our program is brought to you by Judy's Place. Wednesdays is always Cobbler Day. Alabama Pipe and Supply, David Jones and the gang supporting racing here along the Gulf Coast. 
And, of course, Wade Distributor, Southwest Alabama's flooring leader. If you have a flooring need, give them a call. They'll come out and measure, take out the old, put in the new, and leave you with a great-looking home or office. Uh, they're doing a project for Thomas and I right now. So we, uh, we expect another great job from the guys at Wade Distributors. Not this weekend, but the next. For those of y'all who keep up with this program, know I, I love classic cars, and, and since our race team hasn't been working full-time, we've been working on classic cars, pulling them out of the shop and, and fixing them up and sending them on down the road. And one of the places that I really have enjoyed getting cars from and taking cars to is Vacari Auction that happens at Biloxi, Mississippi Coast Coliseum twice a year. Now, those of y'all who have been with me know I've, I've done Meekum, I've done all the ones you've seen on TV, but these guys down in Biloxi have really caught my interest over the last few years because they do a great job, and it's right here close to the house. And the guy who's in charge of all this circus, and if you ever go to one, you'll know what I'm talking about, is our buddy Pete Vacari. Pete, how you doing, man? I'm good, Tommy. How are you? I, I'm great. I'm I'm looking over the catalog today, getting ready for us to talk this afternoon. And I know there's always some zingers you guys bring at the tail end, but it's a good-looking group of cars going to be auctioned off next weekend at Biloxi. Yes, sir. And and it's a you know, I, you, I heard your opening where you said it's a circus. You know, cruising the coast, we have grown that thing. That's just um, just a crazy circus. I mean, we had ninety six hundred cars last year, just past October. And we've we what we're doing is we're having we're going to start doing a spring and fall, and the spring is in conjunction with the Crawfish Festival, which is next weekend, twenty and twenty first, and. We have, yes, we do have a lot of great cars coming. Uh, one is a one-of-one one Mustang Mach 428. It's an unbelievable car. Um, it's it's something that you really need to see because it's one-of-one. One. Only one built. That's crazy. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, you know, Pete, <clears throat> I, like, I like 70s muscle, right? I'm, I'm, I'm a big car guy. And... and in this auction, there's a 79 Lincoln Continental that has more pipes attached to it than I think I've ever seen on any. <laughs> I've never seen anything like that before in my life. Well, it, it won the Concourse de Elegance in California. And, you know, back in the 70s when they were pimping these cars out, this one just went over the top. I mean, because the, and it won, like I said, the Concourse de Elegance in California. I mean, it is a cool-looking car. I mean, to see it in the picture doesn't do it justice. When you see it in person, it's like people just say, oh, my God, look at this thing. It's beautiful, you know. It's crazy. Now, one of the other things I really like about Vicari Auction, and for y'all that would like to look online with us, is Vicari, V-I-C-A-R-I, auction.com. And, Pete, one of the things that I really like about y'all's auction is there's there will be a bunch of cars that sell for under $15,000 that the beginning collector can get involved in. You don't have to have $100,000 to get involved at a car auction. No, and we tell everybody all the time, you know, don't let the auction intimidate you. We come, we'll walk you through the process. We have uh, car prices that for beginners and for the serious collector. 
and and we just help them through that. You know, I, this is a family operation. You know, I'm on the floor. I'm helping the bidders. I'm helping the sellers. My son's up on the podium. My wife's in the office. We, we It's just a family-oriented type thing. And I tell people, hey, bring the family out. There's something for everybody, you know. Well, and I can attest that because my grandson, who is now four, he's always enjoys going to the auction with me. And I, I thought one year that, you know, he'd be for a couple hours and he'd be ready to go. He hung in there with me the whole time. He loves watching cars go across the block. You know, one year we had a couple come from Cal, uh, North Carolina, and they came with their. It was like a eight. He was like eight years old at the time, and he would come to with all the auctions with his dad, and he would sit there and absorb what these auctioneers are talking and how they're chanting. Well, he came up to me and he started chanting. He said he wants to rehearse for a job. He's eight years old. <laughs> and, and he start, I'm, He was doing it better than some auctioneers I know. It was unbelievable, you know. But anyway, it was a great time. Along with uh, 70s muscle, I, I like, or I should say 70, uh, just plain metal. That You've got a 1940 Buick convertible that's phenomenal. Well, you know, Tommy, you know, the muscle car era, you know, that, that late 60s, early 70s, like it kind of shut off at 71 when the horsepower just took a dive. Um, you know, that's that's our era. That's my era, you know, the mid-60s to the 70s. And that's the cars that are really, in the muscle car world, really bringing the big money, you know. It's been crazy to watch over the last 10 years how the money has kind of gravitated from the 40s, 50s cars to the 60s, 70s cars now seem to be the ones that are bringing a lot of money and on a regular basis. Well, you know, it's life. We we come into this world, and, you know, good Lord's going to take us out. And what we've seen is a lot of the older customers who are not around with us anymore, God bless them, it's the younger guys, the, the you know, the people 60 years old that can relate to the 70s muscle that are buying the cars now. The older guys that can relate to the 20s and the 30s and the 40s, they're not buying cars anymore. You know, they're not with and us one anymore. Of, one of the other things, Pete, that I think has catapulted y'all's auction, auction for the first-time collectors is the uh, relationship with Keesler federal credit union and these guys being able to finance classic cars right on the spot which five years ago that just didn't happen you had to have cash or you didn't get a car well yeah and Keesler literally it takes five minutes you give them your name your address and your social security number and in less than five minutes they can approve you for fifty thousand or a hundred thousand or whatever you want to spend you know i mean it, it's so painless you know they just well, they, and they there to help people. <laughs> they they told me one year said now how much do you want? I said well let, let's let's just change that to a number that I feel good about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right right. They'll prove you for more than you want to spend. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I've been there and done that. I'm like no I, I'm good. Let's try let's try another number here. <laughs> yeah right. I get it. They do that all the time. And they good people. These- they really are. They really are phenomenal, and you know, from that association, we've used them on a lot of different stuff now, and uh, we've really had a great, great run with the Jill and Jill at Keesler 
Federal Credit Union. Now, one other thing I want to talk to you about because I'm running out of time, but I don't want to leave this out, is y'all's association with the Al Copeland Foundation trying to cure cancer at LSU and the money you guys raise, that's just a phenomenal thing you guys do every year. Well, we, and I'm glad you brought that up. We raised $350,000, and this Saturday we're going to deliver checks to the hospitals. But we, what Al Copeland did, who who I knew Al Sr. very well. We I bought and sold cars with him. And, but Al Jr. has made a promise to his family and his dad before he died he was going to find a cure, and he did. He found the cure with LSU. But then he took it to the next level. He, um, um, Jill Biden, you know, the president's wife came in because she heard about what he did. And Al came up with, you know, the, the latest and greatest treatments always go to children. A lot of children get that. They do all kind of um, testing and stuff like that. Well, He's got a call center. If you got cancer, you can call there, and he will connect you with the right doctor that has all the right treatments for you. And he has saved. I mean, this next weekend we're going to have three or four or five people that he put together with the right doctors and the treatment and saved these people. And it's amazing what he's done. And, look, his family... They've been very successful in the Popeye's chicken world. And and he is covering this cost. The money that we raise goes straight to the treatment. A hundred percent of it goes right to the treatment. And it's amazing. We're gonna have quite a few people there that that have been cured a hundred percent. You know. It it's so cool. It's so cool. That's one of the coolest things y'all do. Hey, the music means I gotta go, Pete. I'm looking forward to seeing y'all next weekend, and hopefully Keesler will let me buy another car or two. We can handle that. Thank you. <laughs> we can handle that. Pete Bakari, BakariAuction.com, next weekend at Mississippi Coast Coliseum. If, you, if you've never been to a classic car auction, this is the perfect place to get you started. It is a lot of fun, and as Pete said, it's a family-run business. When we come back... NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series driver and soon-to-be Xfinity driver, Caden Honeycutt, right here on WNSP, part of the Sound of Mobile. Racing on 105.5 FM and streaming live on WNSP.com. Keeping it mostly between the lines, here's Tommy Prater. Welcome back to Inside Alabama Racing. I'm Tommy Prater. Thank you for joining this evening. What a fun show. Grant Thompson got us going. Pete Vacari from Vacari Classic Auctions down in Biloxi. Kept the show on a roll. If you've never, if you've always wanted to go and you see Meekum and you see Barrett Jackson on TV, same deal, much more comfortable climate. People are very nice. You can go check out Bakari Auction at BakariAuction.com. In just a few minutes, Caden Honeycutt's going to join us. Every week, our program is brought to you by Alabama Pipe and Supply. 
Wade Distributors, Southwest Alabama's flooring leader, and, of course, Judy's Place, where every Wednesday is Cobbler Day. This coming weekend, a guy that we saw grew up, grow up here at Houston and Mobile is now making another step up in his racing journey. And with that, let's bring in NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series driver, soon to be Xfinity driver, Caden Honeycutt. Caden, how you doing, man? Yeah, man. How about yourself? I'm doing great. It, you know, it just seems like last year that you were here on the coast running trucks. And now, this weekend, you're making an Xfinity attempt. Yeah, you know it's it's definitely uh it's it's uh it's definitely something I've uh, I've been working for my entire life and it's finally uh, happening this weekend. Very cool to race for Mike Harmon. Hopefully we can uh, be good. Making in the show is very important, so we'll see if we can do that and uh, have a good weekend both in the truck and Xfinity car. You know, Caden, this is our 25th season of Inside Alabama Racing. You know who our very first guest was here? Guest number one. I, I Mike Harmon. Mike Harmon. Birmingham, Alabama's really? Mike Harmon. Yes, sir. He had just signed a deal to drive for Big Daddy Barbecue Sauce in the Winston Cup Series for Jenny Dunleavy 25 years ago. He was our very first guest. And we've had him on every year since. So it's always good catching up with Mike. Yeah, he's a very, very awesome guy. And uh, like I said, I appreciate uh, him calling me and the opportunity to uh, to do this this weekend. Let's talk about your truck ride. You've been in the truck all year for Roper Racing. How did how did you were you able to connect the dots on that one? And uh, I've had the connection, you know, since January. Um, we, me and Mike have talked about it a couple of times, and uh, this is kind of what the race that we talked about. And this is a, a race that I had circled that I wanted to do with them, and we were able to uh, to make it work. So this is um, this is the way it's happening this weekend. That's on the Xfinity side. I want to backtrack just a little bit because I know I got you ahead to this weekend. Let's talk about how you went from racing trucks at Mobile International Speedway to racing trucks in the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. How did you meander that? Tell me about how that happened. Man, honestly, it, it came from the connection that my dad had with uh, Craig Roper over at Roper Racing. And uh, they wanted to get back into racing this year. And I was very thankful for them to choose me as their driver for uh, part time of this year, and uh, we've been making the most of it for sure. And um, we'll, you know, we're just going to keep on going and see what uh, what lies ahead for us. And um, yeah, like I said, we've uh, we've had the connection for a little while. They just Corey raced himself, and, and you know it, I, he wanted me to uh, to step in for a couple races and uh, see what see what we can make of it and uh, uh, go from there. This weekend. You go to Martinsville, the giant paper clip. Uh, it's very similar to a lot of short tracks around the Gulf Coast. Have you been able to – have you raced at Martinsville before? I have. I have raced the Valley Star uh, 300 twice in the late model stock. So um, we'll be, uh, be making our first NASCAR attempt uh, at Martinsville this weekend. It's a, it's a different kind of place. Uh, you hear drivers say it's a momentum, it's a rhythm track. How, how would you describe Martinsville Speedway? Man, I, I, I love the track. This is definitely one of my favorites. Um, there's very, uh, very uh, few tracks that, that I like the most uh, that are top three on my list. Is definitely top three on my list, too. So, um, 
I've, uh, I'm very excited for this weekend. I feel like this is a track that we can make something out of uh, out of an opportunity. It's one of those places that is hard to get around, and it's also tight. There's a lot of pushing and shoving at a place like Martinsville, and that's where racing at Houston and Mobile, that's going to pay off for you at a place like that, wouldn't you think? Uh, uh, maybe. You know, Mobile, you're a little bit more spread out. This is more tight racing, so... Um, short track's a short track, so we'll, uh, we'll use the experience I've got from everywhere else, and we'll uh, use that to our advantage for this weekend. We're talking with Caden Honeycutt, who has uh, been racing in the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series and will be making his first Xfinity attempt this weekend with Mike Harmon and his group. Caden, after this weekend for the Xfinity, is there any more uh, Xfinity races planned on the schedule or you know, you go take them as they come. How's that working out, man? Honestly, it's just to go as we go. Um, it just kind of goes week by week by week, um, and we'll just see if uh, see if it comes together. You know, uh, not really anything general schedule as of now. So we'll uh, we'll just be going as we uh, go here um, week by week. And are you going to run all the rest of the truck races for Roper Racing? Uh, no, no. Uh, that's what we're trying to work on as of now. So we'll uh, we'll see after this weekend and and uh, see what uh, uh, what lies ahead after this. Well, that's part of what keeps you young guys young is trying to figure out what you're going to do next, isn't it? Yeah, and that's why I keep on our toes, and uh, you know we're working at it every day to uh, to try to make that happen. So um, definitely not by not by uh, not trying. So we'll uh, we'll just keep pushing and see what. See what we uh, can come up with after this weekend's over. You've been in the last few snowball derbies. You expecting to make the derby here at the end of the year? Uh, you know, I haven't thought about it. You know, I'm trying to make sure I can do you know NASCAR stuff as of now. So snowball's not really on my list to do priorities at the moment. So um, that will kind of just come as it goes, and uh, maybe just by the end of the year we can maybe uh, find something and uh, go race the snowball again. Well, you know, that's what a lot of fans don't understand why drivers don't run certain races, and it's because there's only so many resources for a driver, and he's got to try to use them as best he can. Yeah, it's uh, it's tough, definitely, in this state of, of where we're at in racing. Um, so it's it's difficult, but, you know, we're making it work, and um, we'll be able to uh, see what we can come up with for the rest of the time. And um, and see what we can uh, do and going forward after this weekend. This weekend will be a lot of fun at Martinsville. Now, when you raced at Martinsville before, did you get a Martinsville hot dog? Have you had one of those things yet? I have, and they're very good. I, I like it a lot for sure. I, I I don't. Dave Moody and I got into a Martinsville hot and dog eating contest up there one year, and it got it got pretty ugly. But I think. It was like ten or twelve for the weekend. Oh, really? Wow, that's that's a lot. Yeah, well, <laughs> I will definitely well, now, say that's a lot. Well, we didn't have to get in a car and race, right? We just had to stand around and talk about it. So it was easier yeah. to get away with that. I mean, you know, last thing you want to do is eat a ten or twelve chili dogs and climb in a race car. That's a bad idea. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I will not. I will not partake in that type of a contest. <laughs> Caden, double duty this weekend on Saturday. Have you been stepping up your workout routine to be able to handle two races in the same day? Yeah, I mean, I definitely have. Um, we've been, 
I've been working out every day, same as I usually do, so nothing will change in that aspect. And um, we'll just uh, I, I keep on doing the same routine and health eating diet and stuff like that. So uh, everything will be the same with that. Are you able to spend a lot of time on the simulator now that you're racing all the time? Yeah, I mean, I, I still am, um, just at very late nights. So, um, yeah, I still am able to put the time and effort into that, and I enjoy it very much. And, um, yeah, nothing really keeps me from uh, not being able to put time in on the sim for sure. Yeah, you young guys like the sim. Us old guys, not so much. It just it drives me crazy. But you young guys wear it out. Yeah, yeah, we like using them. That's for that's for sure because it's very it's a great tool to use and it's uh, it's very good to have. I've, there's all sorts of kind of different sim rigs. Have you got an expensive sim rig, or you just got a steering wheel mounted on a table? Uh, I got you know a semi good uh, rig. Uh, I got a, a, a oh gosh, a sim siege chassis with a with a direct drive wheel. So it's good. I, I use it for. Uh, testing purposes and that's really all what it's used for well i mean the one thing that i do hear young guys tell me about the sim is is that it gets them acclimated to the focus of the race and the look of the racetrack the simulator is very close to reality yeah it definitely gives you uh the idea on what you want to do um and, and the idea on how to uh to approach the racetrack when you get there so you know it's 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 been uh, a very good tool to have. It's it's something that I use every every day, and um, there will you'll never not use it enough. So uh, that's why I stay on top of it. You know, and I always to ask my young guys about it because it's a big part of what people are doing racing and how they're gaining racing experience without going to the racetrack and spending a lot of money. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's like I said, it's the biggest tool to have, and. It definitely, um, it definitely helps me. That's for sure. Um, so, I, I really appreciate the iRacing sim, and I use it very much a lot, uh, a lot. Well, and when you wreck it, you don't have to fix it either. You just hit reset. Yeah, that's exactly right too. <laughs> you know, it's always easier to hit the reset button. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's it's very good to have. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't you wish you had that big red button on your race car? You just hit reset. Let's try this again. Yeah, yeah a lot of people wish that. That's for sure. <laughs> All right, bud. I appreciate you being with us tonight. Good luck this weekend. Tell Harmon we said hello, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Caden Honeycutt attempting his first Xfinity start this weekend. And Martinsville, he'll also be in the truck at Martinsville. A busy young man who, i tell you how this happens, it wasn't that long ago that he was racing trucks here at Mobile. When we come back, the Moose, for this week's edition of the Moose Call, right here on WNSP.
This is Inside Alabama Racing on 105.5 FM and streaming live on WNSP.com. The only driver that needs the jaws of life to get in and out of his race car. Here's Tommy Prater. Welcome back to Inside Alabama, Alabama Racing. I'm Tommy Prater. Thank you for joining us this evening. We've had a fun show. Grant Thompson racing this weekend at MIS. Pete Vacari from Vacari Auctions. Caden Honeycutt, one of the guys you've seen race here, will be racing in the Xfinity Series this weekend up at Martinsville. In just a few minutes, this week's edition of the Moose Call. Every week, our program is brought to you by Wade Distributors, Alabama Pipe and Supply, and, of course, Judy's Place, where Wednesday is always Cobbler Day. Speaking of that, the moose was at lunch today, and he forgot Cobbler, too. Let's bring him in. Thomas, how you doing, man? Oh, everything's all good, just watching your lane. You know, uh, we forgot Cobbler today. Well, you know, I... Uh... I was helping out my old crippled dad, and the next thing I know, he got a little late, and I'm like, hey, I got to go. (laughs) Some of us have to work for a living, you know. I understand. I understand. Uh, Yeah, no cobbler. We we all realized it as we were walking out, so I guess I'll catch that up next week. Well, you know, you you didn't go for one week due to your hip surgery. Yeah, and you just messed the whole, the whole thing up. Sink. You know, so now everybody's right. trying to have to get back to where it was. <laughs> You're right. It's it's messed up the whole world. I'm in a, I'm in another universe right now. This past weekend, a young man made his way Dawson Sutton to his first late model win at Pensacola Five Flag Speedway. Mobile International Speedway is open this Saturday night with a regular season of racing. We had Grant Thompson in here to preview a former Truck Series champion going back to the trucks. You know, there's not much, not much better at a short track to me than a regular night of racing. Is it to you, son? Yeah, you know, I, I'm with you on that. I think the and I don't know what the schedule is, but if um, if I were to think of a regular night of racing, I would think of, you know, some heat races and some feature racing, maybe 25, 30 laps, and then the 35-lap super late model race at the end of the night. But, uh, you know, I'm just glad to see that there's still, you know, people out there, uh, you know, wanting to make it to a local show and not just these big shows. Uh, I think there's always going to be the uh, core racers that I like to call them that are going to show up. Whether it's a local show, big show, or no show, they're going to still show up. <laughs> That's right. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, heat races and features and let her rip. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, I am too. And, uh, you know, and, and I was looking on Facebook earlier this week and 
you know, Okie Mason's grandson is doing one heck of a job in that car, and it just makes me wish that I had a good teacher like he has. Maybe I would have done a little bit better, you know. <laughs> well, you did. Okie Mason told, told you how to get around there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah they all did. That's a, that's a fact there. Uh, but, no, it's just, uh, just cool to watch those guys up and coming. Uh, you know, I think that's a great series a good you know mcdonald's the hokey mason's grandson langham's you know the list goes on of people that uh that are in that series that are just doing a hell of a job it, it is it is amazing to see with these guys and their families um second third fourth generation now coming to the racetrack and getting after it just like they did 40 years ago yeah, it really is. I mean, and heck, I think Jonathan Langland's been racing one of those cars for almost 20 years now. And, uh, you know, he does a heck of a job. And, of course, the Langland family is a great family. And they're, they're one of those people that I was talking about earlier that are going to show up. Whether it's a big show, little show, or no show, you can depend on the Langhams to be there. <laughs> yeah, if there's, a, if there's a show, they got cars behind them. That's right. That's right. Of course, last weekend in Pensacola, Maddox took Big Brother to task and whooped him. Man, that's awesome. That is awesome. I'm glad to hear that. Um, you know, you know he, I, uh, I, they went they went head to head. Well, was it clean or did it get dirty? No, it, it, it Jonathan could just could barely get to him, and, could, and it could never get uglier than that. Man, I bet that was a lovely ride home. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then Howard, two weeks ago, he was in one of the late models for the SRL race. Yeah, I think I saw that uh, in uh, Ed Massey's car. I think he did pretty good, too. Um, So, you know, just... uh, just really cool to see them guys still out there kicking it, as long with, along with a bunch of other guys that have been out there for 40, 50 years. We had Grant Thompson on a little while ago, and he went from having nothing to race to trucks at Mobile and Pensacola and a late mile at Pensacola. His his dance car is now full. How fun is that when you're the driver? Oh, that's very fun. That's very fun. I just... Uh, you know, I, I never drove a truck at Mobile, Pensacola. I, I, I don't know what the difference would be. Uh, maybe maybe that truck's probably going to feel like a tank compared to that Pro Late model, but I'm guessing that they both have to keep the momentum going pretty good to keep them going around the track. Pretty. All, right. All right, bud, music means we got to go. We'll talk to you next week. Yep. That's the moose. That means that's our show. Thank you for joining us this evening. Appreciate Grant Thompson, Pete Vacari, Caden Honeycutt, and the Moose for stepping in. A lot of racing on tap for this weekend at the short track here in Mobile and on television. Everybody take in as much as they can. Everybody have an awesome week. <laughs>